Well, hello, friends, and we're back today. And today we're going to do an episode about seasonal affective disorder. So I'm calling this 10 Lifestyle Tips to Overcome Seasonal Affective Disorder, or SAD. It spells sad. I mean, that's, yeah. So seasonal affective disorder is also known as sad. And I think the lifestyle changes that you can make are real and can make a big, big impact on how you feel in these cold, dark months. So stick around. Let's jump into it. I'm going to give you my 10 lifestyle tips coming right at you. Hi, and welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your support means so much to me. I love doing this podcast and I do it for you. I do it in my spare time. And what's more fun than talking into a microphone? And actually, I have to tell you, as I'm recording this, the sun is shining through my window. And so I kind of felt this zest of energy or this zest of excitement. And I wonder if you feel the same thing. In fact, my mood is really very, obviously directed uh, or sorry is very obviously directly associated with the weather so if it is a bright sunny day I feel excited exuberant ready to tackle big challenges and if it is dark cold and gray I feel like curling up in bed I even almost feel depressed or just I like I want to withdraw and that's exactly what seasonal affective disorder really is it's a it's the way your mood is affected by the sunlight that you receive. And interestingly, a few months or a year ago, I can't exactly recall, but there was a third type of cell found in our eye. So the two main types that we learn about in medical school are called rods and cones. And that's not really that exciting, but we always thought there was two. And there's a third one. And this third cell responds directly to sunlight, sends a signal to that part of your brain that creates memory and it makes it really happy. So yes, sunlight is directly affected to the way we think and the way we feel. So if you're anything like me and your mood's affected by the sunlight or lack thereof, I want to give you my 10 tips to overcoming seasonal affective disorder. First, I also want to let you guys know that I really appreciate you giving me a review or stars on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts because that helps more women see and listen to this podcast. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really do mean it. It's not just a thing that I say on an introduction. Also, I want you to know that I worked really hard on something I'm very excited to release out into the world, which is my menopause courses. They're incredible. They're jam-packed with evidence-based information. Now, evidence-based means that just what it sounds like. What I teach is all based in research and evidence. You can go and browse my course and courses on my website, which is heatherhirschmd.com slash course. 
there you can see not just what I call the complete guide to menopause, the comprehensive course, but I have also taken that course and divided it up into five separate mini courses. So if you just want to learn about sexual health, you just want to learn about hormone replacement therapy, there's just a little mini course on that and you can take those as well. So go check that out. I really encourage you to check out my website. There's tons of information on there, free and my courses as well. So it's all there for you. All right, guys, let's jump into my 10 tips about seasonal affective disorder. Tip number one, acknowledge and plan, acknowledge and plan. So Essentially, acknowledge doesn't necessarily mean I need this perfect diagnosis or I need to be seeing a doctor or I need to be treated for it. I think that many of us have subclinical seasonal affective disorder, meaning you may be sort of nodding along with me as you're listening to this podcast, thinking to yourself, yeah, I have a lot of those same symptoms. I do notice that if it's a bright, sunny day, I am you know, getting my to-do list done. And if it is a gray day, I am, I can barely get myself out of bed. So while you might not have an exact diagnosis, if you notice this is similar to the way you feel and act, you probably have either seasonal affective disorder or subclinical, meaning you have a little bit of it, not so much that it's affecting your quality of life, your relationships, or, you know, it's not affecting your job. So if you think you have subclinical seasonal affective disorder, acknowledge it and plan around it. So what do I mean by plan? Well, know that it's coming. So that's why many of us do plan vacations in the January, February, March type of months, sort of after the holidays, after those crashes of energy and excitement, we need to get away because there's only so much darkness that we can stand. So you might want to, instead of planning your vacation in the winter or sorry, in the summertime or in the fall, maybe you want to plan your vacation in the winter. I have a patient who actually moved her desk. So yes, she actually moved her desk to a window. And yes, she did get some help from a doctor's note. And maybe that's something that you need. If you do, you know, don't feel ashamed to ask your doctor for something simple like that. If you don't, perhaps you have an employer employer who is happy to help you so that you are your most productive, but she simply moved her desk from the basement up to the first floor, and that worked really well for her. I had another patient who wasn't able to do that, but she was allowed to take her lunch break for an hour and sit by the window and get some sunlight. And that really, really helped her. So acknowledge and plan. Start to think about how can you maximize the amount of light that you can receive in these dark, short days to make you feel better. Because we just said that the light is directly related, can be directly related to our moods and how we feel. So acknowledge and plan. Number two, I know I said lifestyle, so this is not a medication, but this is more of a product that you would have to purchase, but get yourself a sad lamp. So a sad lamp, they're also called happy lamps. And if you like to shop on Amazon, I actually have one in my Amazon store. So I put up the exact one that I love. Um, But you want to just go into Amazon and search happy light or sad light. It's so funny because the same terms will get you the same type of lights. 
These are lamps that emit the same type of UV light that you would get from the sunlight, and they're wonderful. You definitely wanna get one. I have one. You wanna put it next to you and sit next to it for about 30 minutes a day. Now, you can even do more. That's great. You can actually sit with it if you work from home. You can get two. You can bring one to work. You can put it right next to your computer. They're absolutely wonderful. The way it works, I have no idea, but I can definitely vouch for it. I have one myself. I use it. I use it in the morning when I'm just sitting and sort of reading through the news and kind of waking myself up. I do actually put it with me when I'm meditating. It's absolutely wonderful. So a sad lamp is absolutely wonderful. So a sad lamp is something you should definitely look into. You do want to get one that has about 10,000 watts or lux. I'm not sure, but look for that 10,000 number. Again, I put the one that I recommend on my Amazon storefront, but they're about 80 to 100 bucks. So anything less than that, you're not going to get enough of that light and anything more expensive than that. I think you probably just don't need. They do make some fancy ones that are just kind of like, you know, overhang. You can put it next to your chair. They're nice and fancy and that's fine. That's totally up to you. But if you do definitely suffer from seasonal affective disorder, get yourself one of these because it's such a easy thing to do and to fix. Now I'm going to include this in point number two, which is definitely add some vitamin D. And I know I said lifestyle changes, but vitamin D is so important. I talk about it all the time. I talk about it with my patients. We just don't get enough vitamin D from the sunlight, especially in the winter. We don't get enough vitamin D from foods, even if it's fortified, even if you eat a great diet. Definitely, definitely recommend some vitamin D. So you can take a thousand units, you can take 2,000 units. I actually buy 5,000 units because I tend to sort of miss a night here or there, just getting busy. And so on average, I think I'm getting about 2,000 to 3,000 a night. It's just so great for your mood that I'm putting it in with a sad lamp is get the sad lamp and definitely, definitely take some vitamin D. Tip number three is meditate. Yes. So, you know, again, for many of you, if you listen to my podcast, I have been starting my own meditation journey. I'm getting a little bit better at it. I'm definitely not an expert. My mind wanders all the time. It's really hard for me, but there's something about practicing it, doing it every day for about five to 10 minutes. And what is really fascinating to me is I do a mixture of a guided visualization on some days and some days I just listen to meditative music on Spotify and sort of pop that in my ears. But when I do the visualization, it is so fascinating because we know that the brain doesn't know the difference between an image that it sees and an image that you think, meaning the same places in your brain light up. So I've been doing visualizations of being in you know, a sunny field or being on top of a mountain with the sun behind me. And when I open my eyes, I feel just the energy feels different. And so I think that guided meditation, actually where you envision yourself in the sunlight or wherever it is that you feel happy, is really, really, really helpful. And you know what? It might not work, but it's not gonna hurt you. So I challenge you to try meditating and do it for you know a couple of weeks. See if it really makes a difference in your mindset. I personally think it has, and this is definitely new for me. So I definitely encourage you to meditate. It's 
it's basically a cheap vacation. <laughs> you can you can essentially dream up your vacation and be there for about five to 10 minutes. Heck, you can meditate for longer than that. You can do it for 15 to 20 minutes. And I really feel this this shift in my body, in this energy. And again, I think it's so, so interesting that our brains, you know, they think this is real. And so that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a cheap vacation right there. So I would add in meditating, which is tip number three. Tip number four, remind yourself what makes you happy. So I did this one day. I love to journal and I talk about it all the time and I highly recommend that you do as well. I recommend, of course, always symptom journals, but I also just sometimes tangentially just write what I'm thinking. And on a very cold February day, I remember thinking and writing to myself, ugh, I just feel so down. I feel so blue. I, I don't think I've accomplished anything today. And I actually started writing down some of the things that I had accomplished. You know, I had done the dishes. I had folded the laundry. Little things that you, you maybe forget. You just forget you did. You know, I sent off a manuscript. I called a friend. And you realized, oh, I wasn't doing nothing all day. Just this negative talk from my brain telling me, that I'm I'm not being productive, but no, I really, really have. And then from there, I started writing a list of things that make me happy. And they were simple things, anything from simple to, to really fun. And not just, you know, oh, calling a friend, like be really detailed, be really detailed about what makes you happy. For me, it was having my vanilla creamer with my coffee, that first cup of coffee with my creamer in it. Oh, that always does the trick. I also included, you know, the way I feel after I go on a really nice run. Yes, the way I feel after I make one of my very favorite protein shakes, <laughs> the way I feel after I get a good review on my podcast, the way I feel after I record a podcast and just started writing down things that really make me happy because like, it's easy to forget, especially if you are suffering from seasonal affective disorder, if you're feeling very down, if you're you know, sleeping a lot, it's really, really easy to forget like something little that makes you happy. So then I have used that same list and I started writing and it, and it became actually quite long. I realized there's actually a lot of things that do make me happy. And I will very often go back to that same list and just pick a couple of those things and treat myself to that little thing. And it might even do, just be my own coffee I made in the morning with my favorite vanilla creamer and just sitting and snuggling up next to the window for a few minutes, catching some of that sunlight, feeling it on your forehead, feeling it on your eyes, and then taking off with the rest of my day. So make a list of what makes you happy and go from there. So there's lots of lots of things, little tricks like this that we can do during the day to help us battle seasonal affective disorder. All right, on to number five, make some plans. Yes, make some plans and have some things to look forward to. This is a really, really obvious thing to do, but man, you know, it's hard to do. It just like little things like this are really hard to do, especially in the winter. 
I feel like in the summer, there's always this momentum. There's always someone's birthday party to go to. There's always a barbecue. There's always some kind of holiday. The days are long. You just celebrate anything. You just celebrate the day because it's beautiful and it's warm. And so that momentum to kind of always do things and plan things and have the calendar full is really easy and it becomes second nature. But when you sort of get to these February months, it's just been cold for a while. You just kind of drop things off, especially after the holidays. It's just momentum kind of falls. You need a break. But then you look around and it's kind of desolate. So that's why some people do plan vacations. You know, that's why there is spring break. But spring break is, I, I actually, I don't have kids who are of spring break age. It's kind of, I guess, at March, April time. And to me, that's actually kind of a point where things are starting to turn around. The sun's staying out a little bit later and things like that. So I really mean, you know, deep into February, early March, when you're still snowing and you're like, oh, please let it stop. Make some plans. It could be a vacation. It could be a trip to see some girlfriends you haven't seen in a while. It could be just going to a show. It could be going to dinner. You know, make some plans. And they could be anything from small to large. But it'll give you something to look forward to. And it will kind of help you get out of the house a little bit. You know, you know, those things can be really, really good and really, really easy. So just make, make some plans. All right. Tip number six, try something new. Let's try something new. So me and my husband decided we were going to try skiing because I suffer from seasonal affective disorder and we thought we would try skiing, you know, like, all right, I hate the winter, but darn it, I'm going to learn to love it. I'm going to do this exciting new activity, new sport. I can kind of, you know, Pinterest things. I can think about what I'm going to wear. I can, you know, research and Google where is a good place to to start, to who is a good instructor, and kind of just something new. It doesn't have to be skiing because the skiing I'm finding is a little expensive. It could also just be, you know, ice skating. It could be going to a hockey game. It could be anything like new in the winter time that you haven't tried, that you've kind of always wanted to. But if you're anything like me, you just kind of put up this wall and say, if it's cold, I'm not doing it. And kind of try and get yourself out of your comfort zone. If you don't like it, totally fine. But I think you will actually see that making the most out of the season that it is will actually make you a lot more appreciative of it. And maybe you will find a new hobby within that time to help you look forward to the colder days. I'm trying to say that if you could see my face, trying to say that with a smile on my face because I get it. I know it is hard to do things in the winter if you are anything like me. Hey, If you love doing winter stuff, and I mentioned, I didn't mention your favorite activity, cold weather activity, like tell me what it is. Send me a comment. Give me some ideas because I would love to know more. I would love to know what you like to do to keep yourself busy and excited in the winter time. You could also make some fires. Ooh, you could get some fuzzy socks and read books in bed. You can binge new books, you know, anything like that. You could binge TV, but but like that is not my favorite thing to promote because I think that's something we all do anyways in the winter. So try something outside of that. So let me know what is your favorite thing to do in the winter time and let's keep the conversation rolling because we've got a couple more weeks till we change the clocks. Tip number seven, exercise. 
Yes, I say exercise all the time, but exercise really does release some endorphins. There's almost no time where a human exercises, I wish I just didn't spend 20 minutes doing that. Exercise and make yourself do it. So for me, I have been trying to do it earlier in the morning. I go downstairs. That's where I meditate. That's right where my exercise bike is because I, I, I get my socks and shoes on and I just kind of do 20 minutes or 30 minutes right after that. And I feel amazing. And that really takes that energy that maybe in the summertime I kind of feed off that sunlight. That exercise energy really feeds into the rest of my day. And again, I want to tell you, I just need to remind y'all, like I have worked really hard on this because seasonal affective disorder is no joke to me. I'm no stranger to it. So these little tips and tricks are not only doctors tips and tricks, but they're really personal too. So try and get yourself to exercise. People who suffer from chronic fatigue, one of the treatments of it is modified or graded exercise and modified or graded simply means what it sounds like. If, you know, going on a walk around the block seems too challenging, you start right where you are. So maybe it's, you know, down the street, down to the next house and back, whatever you can do, wherever you can start is absolutely fine because those little increments for you are definitely going to make a huge difference. So comparing yourself to somebody else is absolutely out of the question. It just doesn't even make any sense to do. So start where you are and start exercising. Try and do it in the morning because I do really think after years of being an exerciser in the middle of the day, kind of after I've had you know enough to eat and I'm ready to go, it's just so hard to do that it's so easy for you to drop off for something else to take priority. If you do it right in the morning, it is done and it just really, really gives you this boost of energy, endorphins, and mood that's going to just kind of take you through your day. So I highly recommend it. And just like meditating or anything else that I've recommended, try and prove me wrong. Do it for a couple of weeks and see for yourself if it's something that really does make a difference or not. A book that I highly, highly recommend is called The Morning Miracle. And you can Amazon this. I should actually, it's a great book. I, I definitely highly recommend it. You, It changed my life, especially because I was not a morning person. And the idea that you have to be a morning person, the author kind of writes is a little bit of a myth. It's really more just getting yourself up and out of bed it's really just more the like, once you get up and you're out of bed, you're fine. So you just really have to get in that mindset of getting up and out of bed. So I definitely recommend reading The Morning Miracle if you are a, you know, you're a bona fide non-morning person and you think working out, meditating, exercising in the morning is just not for you. Definitely, definitely, definitely get yourself a used copy for a couple of bucks of The Morning Miracle. I highly recommend it. Tip number eight, reach out and connect. So this is really important. Call your friends, text your friends, email your friends. I don't care. Facebook your friends, whatever. But reach out and connect. Even just having a couple of little dialogue points kind of makes you feel warm and fuzzy. Reminds you that life is bigger than just you, that there is so much out there, that that connection is really, really, really vital to overall maintaining a good mental health. And I came up with this list yesterday when I was sort of sitting and scouring at the at the gray sky and I was sitting hugging my dog and I realized 
yeah, just giving my dog a hug, connecting to something living just really made me feel better. So, you know, I I made these little notes to myself, pets. (laughs) So it did. It could very well be a pet. It doesn't have to be a human. I I think hugging your dog is a really nice way to relieve some anxiety and some stress. Um, so reach out and connect. You know, don't forget your family members, you know, brothers and sisters, nieces and nephews. Just, you know, reach out and connect. And maybe it's that person you haven't spoken to in a while because, you know, oh, it's, oh, it's going to be such a long phone call because we have to. And you know what? That's that's B. It never is. It's always just like, yes, I know we haven't talked in a while, but and how like are you? You know, we, we make it so that it's going to be so hard to call someone we haven't reached out to in a long time. And it's not really true. So I challenge you, you know, reach out, connect, find something you love. Maybe it's your plants. They're living too. I Can you give a plant a hug? I don't know. I don't have any plants because I'm not really great at keeping them alive. But reach out and connect. It's so, so, so important. Tip number nine is dance, sing, and express yourself. So again, I think it's really easy to get in a rut when we feel down or the sky is really gray, but you can spend just a couple of minutes getting yourself to feel really silly and laughing at yourself or doing whatever it is that kind of makes you happy in a way that you can express yourself. For me, it's probably this podcast. So it's really enjoyable to like just kind of laugh at myself as I'm talking out loud. And so for you, it might be just throwing on your earphones and dancing around the house to a song that you used to just jam out to, you know, five, 10 years ago. Maybe it's a new song. Maybe you love to sing, just belt it out, belt it out in your car, belt it out, you know, wherever, when you're exercising, just kind of express yourself. Maybe it's painting. You know, my three-year-old loves to paint and it's kind of cool to see. I've never been, had too much of that like artisticness in me, but I love watching it. Just paint, you know, do whatever it is that you feel you can express yourself because it feels really good to remind yourself of the things that make you happy. And this is something that's physical, that's really not exercise, that just you can kind of belt out in your own world to make you feel really happy. Tip number 10 is the last one and is get by the window, get into the sun. And so uh, some days you can't do this. It's just going to be cloudy and gray all day. But if you ever see the sun, I want you to run to the window and close your eyes And just for as long as you can before you've got your next meeting, before your next phone call, before your kids call your name, just sit and feel the sun on your eyes. Sit and feel the sun on your face. If it's a sunny day, but it's cold, bundle up and go outside. It does literally wonders for your health, for your mental health, just for everything. So bundle up and get outside. If you can, in the workday and you see the sun come by, just literally go and sit by the window. I do this a lot and, you know, I bring my notebook and I just sit there and maybe I'm still working or maybe I'm writing something or maybe I'm thinking of my next podcast or my next meeting, but sit by the sun. You see that sun coming out over the clouds and just sit by it. Sometimes I'm driving home from work and the sun is setting because it's about, you know, 4.45 or 5 o'clock and it hits me just right in the eyes and (laughs) as long as you're safe, just sit and enjoy that sunlight. 
and know that this is just a season. The winter will come and it will go. And I really do feel like it makes us appreciate the summer so much more. You know, again, when that sun is on your forehead, imagine that it is summertime. Imagine you are at the beach. Remember, your brain can't remember the difference. So for just a second, transport yourself to one of your favorite days, those summer nights that just last forever and ever, and transport yourself there. It's going to give you those little boosts in your mood that you need. And and all of these are simple little lifestyle changes that you can do that I have learned to incorporate that I think really have made a huge difference. So I want you to take these 10 tips and really try and integrate them. All right, so here is your quick summary. Tip number one was acknowledge and plan. Tip number two, get a sad light, or if you want to call it a happy lamp, and add some vitamin D. Tip number three, meditate and visualize. Tip number four, remind yourself what makes you happy. Write it down. And when you really need to pick me up, either read that list or pick something on that list and act it. Number five, make plans, make plans, make plans. Number six, try something new. Ski, start a fire, fuzzy socks. Tip number seven, exercise. Get those endorphins flowing. Tip number eight, reach out and connect. Hug your dog. (laughs) Tip number nine, dance, sing, paint. And tip number 10, get by the sunlight. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening in to this podcast. I just kind of let it roll and was just totally raw and open. And I hope that you enjoyed it. Remember, I have tons of really cool information that's on my website. It's heatherhirschmd.com. You can look at my courses. You can look at so much of my other free resources. And as always, thank you. Thank you for subscribing and leaving a star or a message about my podcast. It really, really, really makes my list. So have a wonderful rest of your day and evening. I can't wait to chat with you guys soon and stay safe out there. Bye.